All right, guys, welcome back to Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, back here to make our picks for conference championship week in the NFL playoffs. And uh, Dylan, on the previous episode, we talked about some coaching changes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Only a couple moves made since then. The Titans have hired Brian Callahan as their new head coach. The uh, former Bengals offensive coordinator, the Raiders, have made Antonio Pierce their uh, full-time coach now instead of the interim. And I'm sure we'll have a lot more movement on the coaching front, which we'll talk about uh, in next week's episode. But, Dylan, as we look back on our divisional playoff picks, um, you almost had it with the Packers. You were almost there. You're almost to the finish line with that one. Not meant to be. Uh, and here we are, left with the Chiefs and the Ravens and the Niners and the Lions. Yeah, that you know, for most of the game, it felt – it was just – so poor Green Bay fans. I said this to you before. It feels I know that the Bears fans would disagree, and a lot of fans in the NFC might disagree with the idea of poor Packer fans. But man, they no team has devastating playoff losses the way they do over the years. Uh, mostly in the Rodgers era. Now Jordan Love with his first. I'd still would be very encouraged for the Packers and still feel good about that pick. Uh, obviously, they covered uh, quite easily. Um, could have had maybe uh, people are joking out there that pick by Greenlaw at the end that he was trying to bring it back or run something down. <laughs> maybe he had yeah. uh, minus eight and a half there or knew someone, but yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of fun with those games. I mean, not a lot of surprises with the way, maybe, maybe some affirmation of just how dominant this Ravens team can be when it's clicking in that second half where just methodical against the Texans. Packers, Niners, I mean, it wasn't, uh, I, I obviously there was the big spread, but I, I, after the way the green Bay played it in Dallas, wasn't, you know, that's why I ended up going with them for that upset. Um, a lot of encouraging things for the youngest team in the league moving forward. If you're a Packer fan, I feel like you're uh, overall coming out of that despite, you know, now that we're almost, uh, you know, a few days since I think you have some perspective, uh, maybe a little longer for Packer fans themselves, but uh, you have to feel great about where they're going. Bucks lines kind of went exactly um, to the script of what you might've thought some shaky moments from Detroit's defense, but enough from their offense. Um, some, some flashes from Baker, some great plays with him and Mike Evans excited to see, uh, you know, for Baker, uh, what he's going to look like or with the deal that he's going to get possibly this offseason. Mike Evans, I believe is a free agent too. That's going to be, uh, commodity and then yeah Chiefs Bills that last one I mean it lived right up to all the the matchups we've seen from them it wasn't yeah you know it was maybe somewhere between their two previous matchups the AFC title game in the 2020 season not didn't have the craziest ending obviously the divisional playoff game in 2021 I don't know if you can ever surpass the madness of that one so it was somewhere in between those two but just some ridiculous plays from both guys but just a reminder of the dominance of this Chiefs team when Mahomes is healthy. We, I keep saying this on the podcast, but we always kind of said like the Chiefs could just get their defense to be in that top uh, tier, top tanner or so with their with Mahomes. I mean, it's going to be trouble for the league, and here it is. So now we have this matchup between them that we'll get to first. But Lions, Niners, obviously also a lot of fun. I mean, it's uh, it, different matchups for sure, but in, and different uh, quarterback matchups completely as well. Um, a lot of storylines for both. But, I mean, this is like – the AFC title game that, you know, when we were first recording this in 2019, that was Lamar's first MVP season. There was a matchup in that regular season between the Chiefs and Ravens, and you kind of felt like after that game, like this is going to be the the one-two punch of the guys going at it in this game for a long time. And now finally here we are uh, four and a half years later or so since that that 2019 matchup where they're finally playing each other on the stage. And the first time for Lamar and uh, Mahomes uh, answering any questions about him uh, playing on the road last week, that's for sure. In the playoffs. 
Yep, that for sure. And like you said, it sets up for two very entertaining matchups here with these four teams and kind of where they sit right now. But we do start with the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs do travel to Baltimore to play the Ravens, who are three and a half point favorites in this game. Um, I'll just let you go first, here, Dylan, uh, because I think this is one again. When you start to look at the matchup, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why I'm picking who I'm picking uh, once you finish, and you know where I'm going. But um, I think again, you kind of look at the Chiefs building momentum just based on getting that that road win. Everybody brought up the, the Patrick Mahomes thing, not playing on the road in the playoffs and all that. They find a way to win this game. Meanwhile, the Ravens have just been. I mean. We talk about teams, they they are where they are for a reason. And I think sometimes it's yep. easy to look at the hype. I mean, not just hype. I mean, again, the Chiefs, Bills, great teams, um, you know, a lot of attention on those teams. I don't know if the Ravens have always gotten the attention just for, for various reasons. Uh, but now it's like, okay, they're sitting here. One went away from the Super Bowl. They've been dominant, um, you know, took it to the Texans in the divisional round. But yet again, to only sit here as – Three and a half point favorites, which does not feel like a lot, all things considered. Um, so, yeah, this is quite a setup here uh, between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't be more excited for this. I know, you know, going into last week, thinking of, you know, Josh Allen potentially getting past Mahomes and that not happening, that all sounded great. But now that this matchup's here, I mean, also with some of the injuries that Buffalo's defense has, I think this is the best game we could have asked for with the at least the relative health of these two teams. Um, the Chiefs' defense, I, I still, you know, want to give them a ton of credit for the you know what they've done this season. One of the best, uh, you know, performances from this unit. And Steve Spagnuolo's been great the whole time. And obviously they've been the number of Super Bowls. And they're not the only reason, you know, Holmes isn't the only reason they've been able to win, especially think about the defensive touchdown against Philly last year. Think about some of the plays they did in the second half against San Francisco in that Super Bowl. And I want to give them all the credit in the world. But, man, this Ravens offense is just – it's everything and more from what we've seen from, uh, you know, Lamar over the years, but also some of the flashes that we saw at moments and finally being utilized uh, to their fullest extent. Family has a lot of receivers around him playing really well. You know, Mark Andrews going down and then Isaiah likely steps right in as if he was the number one guy the whole time at tight end. The offensive line has, has been able to make things work, but Lamar's just, he has always been able to kind of play at a different speed in terms, and I don't mean like faster, but in terms of like stop, start seeing the game, like in, almost like a different dimension, but man, his ability, yeah. especially with pressure this year uh, to just mitigate it and force. Uh, I mean, we saw it in the Christmas day game is the best example of maybe against San Francisco, but all throughout the year, a uh, number of games that come to mind in terms of just, you can do everything right. And it might not matter because he's that dude. And uh, you know, one mismatch maybe in terms of the two sides, um, even though the chiefs defense for everything that's done well, still 27th in the regular season in rush defense DVOA, not surprisingly Baltimore number one on offense in that, uh, in that category. So, I mean, the, the, we're going to see a Baltimore team that, uh, if you're Kansas city, you're going to have to throw some haymakers. We saw their ability to put together explosives against Buffalo, but that's a secondary and a defense again, that has just been decimated from injuries not even just recently like these are the guys that are more recently like the second and third stringers in some spots they're getting hurt we're talking about a lot of big names um that went down a few in the london game for buffalo different times during the season it is a much different uh defensive mentality from what baltimore is going to be coming with i think they're going to be firing away but the chiefs at the same time i think are going to have to 
put together some explosives and try to get an early lead because if Baltimore gets a lead, it's able to run the rock, do what they did in that second half against Houston and just kind of control the game, keep Mahomes off the field. That's the, the recipe that Kansas City has to stay away from. So I'm excited to see, you know, we've we've seen a uh, revitalization. Uh, uh, you've seen the offense for the Chiefs kind of put things together that we were all asking for throughout the um, end of the regular season. And I've seen it twice in a row now against Miami and Buffalo. Or, but I, I just think that those two defenses in particular have been so <laughs> beaten down with the injury bug. And I, I just, you know, as much as I re- regret picking against Mahomes last week, uh, I have the Chiefs in my preseason pick going to the Super Bowl, and winning the Super Bowl. But um, I, I just, I have a hard time with what I've seen from the Ravens picking against them in this spot. And, I don't think for all the pressure on Lamar uh, last week too, and just overall how he's handled everything this whole season. I don't know. I don't think he's going to, you know, in the moment uh, go down or in any way, I think we're going to see the best from him. I think it's going to bring the best out of him. And I, um, but regardless of the outcome of this game, man, as I said at the beginning, I cannot be more excited to watch (laughs) these two teams play each other. It's just, uh, you know, again, even if last week I was thinking about Buffalo, Baltimore as a possible matchup, I think this one ends up being the one that we're going to want to see to see Lamar go against the guy that's won, you know, that's been in the AFC title game five now the six straight years. It's uh, made the Super Bowl three of those times. So uh, to get past him is like the final boss before the, you know, obviously the Super Bowl is still going to be a very important uh, and potentially very challenging game, if uh, depending on who they play and on either team could present a lot of different challenges. But I just think that the this is like setting up, this is like the, the kind of game that years from now, and not that any championship game we won't remember, but this is a game that I think in terms of the annals of NFL history will have a chance to, to kind of go down as a classic. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for all the reasons you listed, I think it's just, again, kind of seeing this Ravens defense and what they've done um, to this point has just been pretty remarkable um, in these kind of matchups too. And look, it's call it what it is. This is the chiefs and it's the chiefs going on the road in the playoffs. We, we saw, you know, the magnitude of the game last week in Buffalo. Now you get it again, one step away from the Super Bowl. We know what the chiefs offense is capable of. Um, we also know, you know, what the chiefs defense is capable of at times. And so there's a lot of just fun elements to this entire game. And, um, yeah, like it's just the, these two defenses. I know again that the quarterbacks are going to get the focus, but it's going to be fun to watch these uh, two coordinators kind of match up against each other and and try to figure out you know ways to stop uh, the other offensively and those kind of things. But all right, so Dylan, you reminded me of something, I, and I I switched my pick. Like I initially yeah. was going with the Ravens here, but you reminded me because I completely forgot. I even told you I said I thought I picked the Bills to make the Super Bowl, but apparently I did not. Apparently I picked the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. So without spoiling my next pick, because that is still in play, because that possibility is still in play, and I picked against the Chiefs last week. I went with the Bills. I'm going Chiefs this week to try to keep my Super Bowl pick. I think this will be the first time ever. I could be wrong about that in our podcast history, that someone would get the Super Bowl right. I don't know if we've ever done that before. Maybe I'm wrong, but... um, it may have been like the first year or something. I think you're right. I think we've had some close calls. Uh, we've had this situation with both teams alive yeah. in championship games, but I don't think we've nailed the two teams. We've nailed definitely one team. I think you've nailed at least a winner at some point too. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so let, let's just try for this. Let's try to make it this year the one where somebody finally gets the full Super Bowl correct uh, in the preseason. So 
Give me the Chiefs to win this one. Um, but I, again, like you said, this should be a lot of fun. And I would not be surprised if the Ravens just put the clamps down here and take care of business because that's what they've done uh, all season at this point. And, um, yeah, this sets up for a really, really fun and exciting matchup. All right. Again, like I said, I know kind of spoiling perhaps the, the next part of the equation here, but the Niners are bigger favorites. And that's probably maybe not a bit of a surprise to people. Lions are at the Niners here. Uh, seven point favorites are uh, Kyle Shanahan's team in this one. And look, I mean, the Lions, like we said, it's not a fluke that they got here. I mean, this is a team that has been really tough offensively. We've seen what they've done uh, and just all the different options that they've seemingly had and just the creative ways they seem to to get guys, um, you know, the the ball where they need to get them the ball and let them make plays. Like they've done that so many times this year. Um, And, you know, on the flip side, we talked about it, but, you know, the Niners kind of that first game sort of, hey, uh-oh, coming off the bye, Packers had all the momentum. Let's just get past this one. I tend to think that's how this will work out where, um, you know, maybe it's a situation where, okay, Niners kind of got that game out of the way, wasn't pretty, they took care of business. Now maybe you refocus a little bit. You're playing a Lions team, like we said, that's not been here in a long, long time. Um, and I think there's still always the possibility. You got Jared Goff on the road here in playoff game. Um, look, I mean, I think Jerry Groff's great, but he still makes a couple of those throws, Dylan, which the other quarterback does too. Let's call it what it is. Brock Purdy's made some of those throws as well. Um, but so it makes it a little harder maybe to judge this game because I do think you have two quarterbacks here. Unlike the last game we talked about, you got two quarterbacks here with a lot to prove, uh, in this spot, like in the spot that where you've got to put your team on your back, maybe to get them to the Super Bowl. Like, here's your chance for Jared Goff. Here's your chance for Brock Purdy. So I love that kind of storyline in this one. Um, but it's just, it is hard for me to pick against the Niners just because I think they are the more complete team. But let me just tell you, and I'm sure you're on, you've seen the map, but somebody put out the map or whatever of oh, yeah. here's who, here's who America's rooting for, uh, you know, in, in the NFC championship this week. And you've got California, of course, blocked off with the 49ers logo. And then you've got the rest of the country blocked off with the Detroit Lions logo. Um, so, you know, it would be awesome to see the Lions get there. I just think that the Niners are, are the better team, but um, yeah. we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, it should be. Uh, just to see the Lions in the stage is going to be a ton of fun. I think this uh, playing in San Francisco on the road kind of matches more of the mentality. Dan Campbell's kind of tried to build with this team rather than the home conditions they yeah. had for their first two yeah. playoff games. Seeing them in this environment, how they're going to respond to it, it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, that I saw that map. I saw some Rams fans trying to joke that it should only have, you know, Northern California even blocked off. But honestly, there's so many Niner fans down here. Uh, I wouldn't say that's necessarily true either. It may be a little more checkered in California. But yeah, it's. I mean, how can you not, uh, for neutral fans, at least from, uh, not that you necessarily need to root for the lines, but feel for the, you know, this fan base and, or, and all the players that have been there. Um, there's some, uh, if they do find a way to win and they play the Ravens in the Super Bowl, there is some, uh, I don't know what the right word is, symmetry maybe. There's probably a better way to describe it. The, the last, uh, you might have seen this, their last road playoff win by the Lions was in 1957 in San Francisco. And yeah. that that was wow. to go to the NFL championship <laughs> game against the now Baltimore Ravens, then Cleveland Browns. So there is some uh, some symmetry there, but I don't I don't think any of the current players care, or you know, probably most of them don't even know about that. Um, kind of a, a crazy coincidence if it does happen, but I, I do think the Lions, you know, initially, and I, I uh, after the after they beat Tampa Bay, 
I was watching this game with one of my buddies and kind of saying what we thought the spread would be. I thought it'd be a little, maybe like seven and a half. So seven is right around where I thought they'd probably go with this. I do think, though, the more I looked at it, even though I'm going to pick the Niners, I don't think that's overly surprising. I've been <laughs> uh, very rarely picked against them last week was one of my few unfortunate decisions to do so um but they have uh, if there is one part of though of this matchup detroit's run defense if they you know their defense has been weaker in the back end but they have the number one run defense dvoa uh maybe that does give them a shot it's going to put a little more pressure on brock purdy it's going to make the availability of debo samuel even more important we did see at times how that often struggled um against a packer defense that has looked better maybe the last two weeks but it's not like they've been like dominant all year or anything um you know i wouldn't say they've even played at the level in the the numbers don't show that they played at the level even of the Lions with some of their struggles in the secondary. Uh, I know they've had some injuries themselves. Uh, and, yeah, like you said, though, part of me just thinks that there's getting that game out of their system, escaping against the Packers. Now, it's going to be a different story regardless of who they play in the Super Bowl, San Francisco gets there. But at least for this one, I, I feel like they're going to come out firing better. But Jared Goff also uh, early in the game in Tampa, he, he picked it up later. In the first half was a little more shaky than he had that got very lucky with the drop pick in the end zone in the first half did not uh, look as automatic as he did at times against the Rams. We'll see how he locks in. I don't think I pretty sure I saw a stat that he hasn't beaten the Niners in his career, even going mm. back to the years of the yeah. Niners, uh, <laughs> you know, when he first was going off and uh, he, he must've beaten them. I, this must be like a stat that cherry picked the timing. I'm like, at least in 2017, <laughs> I think he'd beat them, but uh, he was yeah. sitting for the last game of the 2017 season. So, the, and, and they lost to the Niners 2018, uh, also sat out that final game. Um, so there's just like, uh, you know, at least in the, since the Niners have been good, uh, has struggled quite a bit with his last few matchups against San Francisco. Um, I don't think that really ties into this at all because it's not just a different organization, but a different player and what Jared has become. Uh, even if there are some of the things where the, you know, go and get a bucket kind of thing that we talk about with guys like Lamar, guys like Mahomes and Allen, that uh, we're not necessarily going to see from either of these quarterbacks, but they, I, I think Brock Purdy got, you know, probably too much thrown against him uh, in, in the negative fashion with how he looked in the last game that the discourse there overall has become so hard to like, uh, you know, have a, a nuanced opinion. Hopefully there are some people in the middle that still see the good things he does and the limitations. And I, I think the same thing can apply to Jared. It's funny. One guy's number one overall pick the other guy, the last pick and, there's some parallels, not in necessarily the way they play, but some of the the way that um, they're perceived and uh, especially sometimes by their own fans. But regardless, I, I do think, yeah, these uh, who turns the ball over a uh, fewer times, especially for yeah. the Lions, I don't think they can really afford to if the um, if Brock throws those passes he did against Green Bay. I don't know if they're going to be dropped this time. Maybe, you know, with the conditions, luckily for him, it's supposed to rain on Saturday, not Sunday. Uh, <laughs> so maybe that's that's like the kryptonite situation. Uh, it looks like they've avoided that, luckily, um, in this game. Whereas I know Jared Goff, very famously before the Rams drafted him, had a workout, I think, at Berkeley. Uh, you know, obviously went there, but I think the workout was at their stadium there in the pouring rain the Rams asked if him if they wanted to reschedule and he said no and uh, that was part of why they drafted him with how looked he, good he looked in the rain so if you're a Lions fan pray for, pray to the rain gods maybe do a rain dance uh <laughs> this week to try to try to help you out there in terms of how he's uh been able to to throw the rock in the in, in the in those kind of conditions but yeah it's um I still think the Lions offense is going to be able to put do some good things potentially uh you know the Niners defense 
Um, 15th in rush defense DVOA. We'll see if we get a heavy dosage early on uh, of the lines running the rock. We've seen them want to run the ball a lot, uh, even when it hasn't necessarily always worked against uh, in Tampa Bay in particular. In the second half against the Rams, they've done it. Um, I, I think they're that's just their mentality. So they're going to continue to do that. I just, at the end of the day, San Francisco has just been the best team in this conference the whole year. Um, and I, even if, even if the lines do put up some points, I just don't know if their defense has enough to go into San Francisco and get this one done. I, I do think they have a chance to cover the seven and a half is a little scary. Like I like, or seven, I liked seven and a half. Cause then I probably would have been like touchdown win for the Niners. There you go. Book me right here. I guess you're more likely going to push, but um, I think they, it, it's capable uh, for Detroit to stay in this and not let this become a blowout by any means. I don't, you know, looking right at the matchup initially, I think that San Francisco is clearly the better team, but I just, I think there's enough things that Detroit can do on offense against San Francisco's defense, the way they've looked the last few weeks, um, you know, with some of the, the guys they have on the outside, trying to just stay away from Warner the same way the Packers did on the middle of the field um, that I think can sue what Detroit wants to do. I know that, that Goff is known for wanting to throw over the middle and it is usually pretty successful. And that does make this a tougher matchup at times, but I do think that Detroit, there's enough things here. And if they just can force one or two of those Brock throws and take advantage that this game could be a lot closer and, and maybe we have a something coming down at the end, which I don't know if either team wants with their kickers. I know that Detroit's kickers maybe have been a bit better. Moody's been all over the place, but regardless, both guys, uh, I think the, the, the kickers in the AFC championship game are going to provide an edge. However, the Super Bowl matchup ends up. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, this is just, like you said, I, you said the one thing I was going to circle back to was to me, this is turnovers. Like it's a matter of, who takes who takes care of the ball? Um, obviously, those always matter. But I think in a game like this, where maybe you do have a couple quarterbacks tendency to make a couple of those throws, um, you just got to limit those. You know what's at stake here. And so, I'm with you. I feel like I would be pretty confident with the Lions plus the seven because at least you get the push maybe out of it. Um, but I don't know. I just I feel like there's some momentum there to go that route, but. We also know that when the Niners put it all together, how good they can be. Um, and so, yeah, it's these are both, like you said earlier, these are both just the best matchups. I think, you know, given what we've seen, how things have played out over the past little while, like these are just, these are tremendous matchups and they're championship games for a reason. And um, it's a fun setup for both. So, yeah, couldn't um, be more excited for both games, man. It's, uh, yeah, it, for, you know, the Lions fan base in particular, but I mean, all, the, uh, you know, Ravens fans have not, <laughs> it's not been the easiest, uh, you know, last couple of seasons with injuries that have happened and the uncertainty last year with Lamar. So be rewarded with this kind of fun and all the things that they thought Lamar was capable of happening is great. San Francisco, even, you know, obviously I'm biased, but taking that away, they've just been knocking on the door and trying to have that, yeah. uh, you know, affirmation of everything that Shanahan's built and uh, all these guys that have been able to win um, that have come from him or coached for him and around him. And for him to still not have that one, not wanting him to become like, you know, there's there's a lot of great coaches in NFL history, the innovative coaches, Don Coryell, all sorts of guys that never won the Super Bowl. And uh, so there's that storyline for them and trying to get back on top. Maybe the Chiefs aren't the uh, one that most people would root for that are neutral. But at the same time, uh, it's always fun when you have a dynasty. And that, I think they already are. But if you win three in six years or whatever, it'll be three in five years and make four, I mean, just that, that's going to put a firm stamp on everything they've done. And um, it's, uh, it's a, it's just, yeah, four, 
four really fun teams and four teams. Yeah, I think deserving. It doesn't feel like anyone like snuck into these spots. Usually that's not the case sometimes, but uh, it, it really feels like the four of the most deserving teams in the league this year. Yep, should be a lot of fun. And of course, uh, lots of stuff over Clutch Points, Dylan, to uh, get everybody ready for these two huge games. Let everybody know where they can find all that. And go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section there, you know, breaking down these matchups in depth, following all the news, all the quotes, everything uh, coming from these coaches and players, be following along Debo status very closely, uh, looking at X factors, um, fatal flaws. Those are unfortunately people love to be negative. Uh, those, those <laughs> you don't say quite well. Uh, yeah, but you can go to clutch points and read any of those, go to the, any of these team uh, pages for content on all of them, go to the clutch points app to follow the games and also listen to us, watch uh, or read any of our, our content there as well. So, yeah, it should be really fun, man. Yeah, it's all, I can't believe there's only three games left. But, <laughs> you know, as as, uh, as Braves and Dodgers guys, I'm not too, too concerned about how we'll move on with the uh, yeah. spring training coming up. But um, yeah. still, uh, as you always say, NFL offseason never sleeps. So there's plenty of stuff, and we'll, yeah, we'll talk more about offseason stuff, probably a little take a few takeaways from these games next week. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun stuff and a lot of – storylines for the other 28 teams in the league yep be sure to check it all out over clutch points and again be sure to hit that subscribe button on the podcast any podcast app you use search for establish the pass and uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you next time you're on the establish the pass podcast